Hello, dear friends. Once again, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. If you recognize that theme song, you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study. It's a little bit delayed this, well, it's a day or two delayed this week because this originates in Tampa, Florida, and we are under a, a strong hurricane and i'm making this broadcast as the the winds uh, rage and the rains are are coming down so hard uh, and and we are in the middle of that if you hear something go clunk or clank or or some strange noise it's not because we don't care about the quality of this broadcast it's because we're right in the middle of a storm and if uh, uh if it abruptly goes off uh It'll be because that's all, folks. Amen. It's because the power has went off, and I could, this is all I could all I could salvage from it. But we want to bring you a message as I sit here after praying earlier over my family and over the people uh, that are in worse shape than Tampa here in the midst of this hurricane. Uh, I, God just impressed upon me. It's it's such a simple simple thing, and yet it's so significant significant in the midst of a storm that we're in about how to go through the storms of life, not just the, 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 the forces of nature, these hurricanes and tornadoes and tidal waves and earthquakes and incidents and accidents, but the storms of life. And I want to talk to you today a little bit of teaching, some preaching in, in integrated into it, praising God in the storms of life. Praising God in the storms of life. How how should, yes, we need to pray right now. If you're a Christian, we need to call upon the Lord for His protection, for His help, if necessary, His restoration, if, if there is loss in this storm, as we would in the storms of life. I know some people that are hearing this broadcast that have lost suddenly lost a loved one with no explanation for why that occurred. A storm suddenly came like a tornado uh, coming out of nowhere. And, 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 and yet they learned through that to trust the Lord without understanding and, and to coin a phrase to praise the Lord anyhow. And sometimes it, it, it takes us back. It's like a, a, a someone hitting us in the solar plexus, hitting us in the stomach. We double over. We're breathless. We can't get our breath. There's pain. And yet, we regain our consciousness. But in that state, when we're knocked for a loop, we need to praise the Lord in the storm of life. And that's why Psalm 105 is is the text I want to bring. But I want to just talk to you personally. While this storm is raging, amen, this evening here in Tampa, Florida, uh, Psalm 105 and verse 1 is a key verse. It's what God has laid on my heart. There's many others, but this one stood out as I prayed. What shall I say uh, to people going through this storm here in Florida? Florida, and and more broadly, anywhere you are in the world, anywhere in the United States, 
there are going to be storms come over which you have no control. You know, we're told here in Florida that right now where we are uh, until uh, many hours go by, 911 is unavailable. They're not going to come. It doesn't matter the crisis. It doesn't matter how terrible or terrifying it is. They're not coming out into the storm. That's bad news if you have a crisis in the midst of a storm. I want to declare unto you a God tonight, a God that will come to you no matter how bad the storm is. I, I, I visualize the disciples on a stormy sea and they see a man walking out on the water. Peter sees him and Peter can't believe his eyes. He said, this, this is a ghost. This is, uh, as my, my Meemaw used to say from Kentucky, that might be a haint. That's what she called a haunted uh, person or haunted situation. <laughs> Amen. No, it was no haint, and it was no haunt, and it was no ghost. It was Jesus in the flesh. It wasn't a spirit. It wasn't an apparition. It was Jesus. He said, I see a man out on that stormy sea, and he's walking on the water. Amen. I'm telling you, God can come to us, and God can come to you if you're a Christian in the midst of the storm. And God can and will come to you if you will come to him if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior. Praise God. And you don't have to get all the way home. Just like the prodigal son. If you, if God sees you coming to Him, you may be struggling, you may be staggering, you may be walking slow, but you're t coming toward Him. Like the song said, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am. Listen, he, he'll run to you. He will run to you if you will turn to him. He's that willing to save you. There are those that, that believe that mercy's been taken too far. And maybe people have abused the message of grace. I'm sure they have. And abused the mercy of God until sin doesn't matter. Oh, yes, it does. And that's why he's merciful, because sin matters so much. And he sent his son to die for our sins in our place on the cross. Listen, friend of mine, today you cannot escape the storms of life, and many of them will put you in a position where no one but God can come to you in the midst of the storm. That it seems like a terrible place to be, but if it brings you to Christ for salvation, <laughs> amen, what the devil means for evil, God will use it for your great and eternal good today. So stay tuned to this broadcast. Be thankful. Be thankful. Psalm 105 and verse, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord and call upon his name. It doesn't start with asking for help, crying out for help. It doesn't start with that that God encourages to do. It starts with giving thanks to the Lord, praising God in the storm 
Amen. I, I, I like the lyrics uh, to the Casting Crowns song. And, and it's quite a lengthy song, but it says so much. I want to share the lyrics with you today and see if we relate to it. I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. And once again, I say, Amen. And it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I am with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands for you are who you are. No matter where I am and every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side, and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. Some of you were knocked for a loop when an incident happened in your life, and it looked like God was, was, was unconcerned, and, and, and He didn't step in, oh friend of mine, but you regained your faith. And you renewed your faith and you praised him in the storm. How proud he must be of you because I am so very proud of you. The next verse says, I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry. You raised me up again. But my strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I am with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. I will praise you in this storm. Last verse. That was the chorus again. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I will lift mine eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? And I'll praise you in this storm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen. Friend of mine, God says to us in the storms of life, in the physical storms, the material, the spiritual, the emotional, the, 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 the every possible situation that we could find ourselves in that qualifies as a storm, a threatening storm. God says, praise me. Give thanks unto me. Psalm 105 verse 1. Oh, Give thanks unto the Lord and call upon His name. Friend of mine, I want to declare to you today that we have a covenant-keeping God. Trust Him with a heart filled with gratitude. And in the time of trouble, you can call upon His name if you begin to praise Him first. 
Not after he does something, not after he intervenes, not after he inter, uh, interposes, uh, you know, his, his power and presence, but right in the midst when everything seems so bleak and so dark and so threatening. I, I'm challenging you by the word of the Lord. Offer him praises out of a thankful heart. Look at Psalm 50 and verse 14 and 15. Psalm 50, verse 14 and 15. Remember the theme, be thankful and call upon his name. Psalm 50, 14 and 15. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows to the Most High and call upon me, he says, in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Praise God. I like what Warren Wearsby said about thanksgiving. He said, I felt for a long time that one of the particular temptations of the maturing Christian is the danger of getting accustomed to his blessings. Like the world traveler who's been everywhere, and seeing everything, the maturing Christian is in danger of taking his blessings for granted and getting so accustomed to them they fail to excite them as they once did. Emerson said in relation to that that if the stars came out only once a year, everybody would stay up all night to behold them. We've seen the stars so often we often don't bother to look at them anymore. We've grown, grown accustomed to the blessing of the beauty of heaven. Dear friend of mine, when things happen to put our blessings in jeopardy, we remember just how blessed we really, truly are. Look at verse 1 of Psalm 105. Give thanks unto the Lord and call upon His name. God's name, you see here, is the expression of His character. He said to Moses, I am who I am. He reveals His name as Yahweh, and His dealings with His people unfold through the Old Testament. We see that name filled out with ever-increasing knowledge of God's character. He is holy, He's eternal, and an all-powerful God whose being is far beyond all that we can imagine. His perfection and purity burns up all that is impure in His presence. <laughs> That's why I've often said, you, you get in the presence of God. If you, if, if you want to deal with the impurities that, that we pick up in this faulty body, in this fallen world, dear friend of mine, just get in the holy presence of God. Amen. Praise God, and you will want to be holy. Hallelujah. It burns up that impure. Amen. It makes us long to be more like Him. But for those who trust Him and approach Him on His terms, although He's so mighty, so pure, so holy, He is the close and caring God who comes down to rescue His people. It's not until the New Testament that the fullness of His name is known. 
Can you guess what it is? All of those ancient names of God and Jehovah Rophi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sikinu, Jehovah uh, uh, Shama, all of those ancient revelations of His character and His redemptive love. Oh, it's all wrapped up in the name of Jesus in the New Testament. Hallelujah, who was God, all that He was made flesh. For in Him, Jesus, dwelt all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. His name is the derivative of the ancient Joshua, which meant uh, uh, someone who rescues, someone who is a mighty warrior to rescue. It actually means God too the rescue. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. God to do no more than He has done to show us His name and His character than to send Jesus and through Jesus reveal Himself to us. That's why the disciples, amen, said, Lord, to Jesus, show us the Father and it'll satisfy us. I want to see this this God of 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 our history and this God who who has has done so many wonders and miracles and, and this God that brought us out of Egypt this God that fed us in the wilderness this God that brought us into Canaan this God that is with us now and Jesus kind of sighed and said have you been with me all of this time and say you haven't seen the father When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Now, all of that vague, foggy misinterpretations and misunderstanding of God is blown away because Jesus showed us God in such a personal, precise, (laughs) amen, way that we can get it, we can grasp it, we can understand it. He said the words that I speak. How did he show us the Father? Through his words and his works. He said the words I speak, they are not mine. I'm speaking them. <laughs> Amen. There's, it's what I hear my Father say. And the works I do are not mine. It's what I see my Father do. So everything he said and everything he did was in the perfect will of the Father. And He showed us the perfect will of the Father. And He showed us the perfect character of the Father. That we might see in Him that that is invisible. The God who gave His Son. And the God who rules and reigns. And the God who loved us that much. Jesus is the God who delivers from sin. Jesus is the God who delivers from sickness and situations. Jesus is the God who delivers from Satan. Praise God. Amen. He's the God who delivers from all the circumstances of life in a fallen world. Depression, addiction, divorce, death, painful memories. Jesus heals the brokenhearted. Amen. Broken by sin and its consequences. Amen. We need to be thankful and call upon His name. That's why He said to offer unto me in Psalm fifty fifteen, Offer unto the Lord thanksgiving and then 
call upon my name. I will deliver you and thou shalt glorify me. Amen. I challenge you in the midst of whatever storm you may be going through that you will call, you will thank him. You will thank him and call upon his name. He said, if you will start with ascribing unto me goodness and, and glory and thank me for giving my son and thank Jesus for going to the cross and then then call upon me. Hallelujah. Praise God. The New Testament puts it this way. In all things, with prayer and, sur- with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto the Lord. Amen. And the peace of God that precedes the answer to the prayer is the peace that will flood your mind, your heart, and your soul as you praise Him with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. will keep your heart and it will keep your mind through Jesus Christ. Praise God with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Praise God. And then we praise Him. We make known His deeds among the people. We're a people with a testimony. We have a gospel of grace to proclaim. One songwriter wrote these words, It is no secret what God can do, what He's done for others. He will do for you. We worship the Lord with deep devotion, and we give testimony of His goodness. Psalm 105 verse 2 says, Sing unto Him. Sing, this is how we praise Him in the storm. Sing unto Him. Sing psalms unto Him. Sing ye of all His wondrous works. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember in the news about six or seven years ago, there was a tornado in the Midwest. And a, a, a Christian school teacher uh, who, who got all the children into a hallway to keep, try to keep them as safe as she possibly could. But she knew that, that it, that she needed to call upon the name of the Lord for protection for herself and those children. And she began by singing a song. She said, I sang a song. I forget the song, but it was a praise and worship and adoration song along with her prayer. You see, praying with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And God responded and God covered them. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him, and talk ye of all his wondrous works. Publish his deeds among the people or among the nations. That's what we're doing right here on the internet. When I share a testimony, I'm publishing his deeds to let you know that God is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to read a testimony. I'm not going to give the last name, just Wilma. There's a lot of Wilmas. Don't try to figure it out. But she's she's not ashamed of this. I'm just not at liberty. But let me read her testimony to you. Wilma writes, 
My dad was a very bad drinker. He beat my mom, and after he shot my brother, I left home and lived on the streets of Chicago for four years. I had to do anything and everything to live. Plus, I got into drugs. When I found out that I had hepatitis C and was pregnant, I left Chicago and went to Kentucky. God took the needle away from me at 22, needle away from me 22 years ago. And I'm now praising God for my health. You see, she came to Christ as her Savior. Now we take in homeless people, for God has not given me my life for just Wilma, but to use it to live for Him and to help others. I was a dead woman walking, and now I'm alive, and realize that He had His hands on me, even in those steps of my life. And she quotes a scripture in Psalm 118. She said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. I live to declare the works of the Lord. Amen. I was healed of cancer at eight years of age, completely healed of leukemia, to where the doctor who verified it when we went back after prayer <laughs> he he called it spontaneous remission in other words there's no physical medical scientific reasonable <laughs> logical reason for it not to be there after it was so strong in me in fact he didn't even try to treat me. There wasn't a lot of treatments back in the early 50s. Uh, but I'm going to tell you there is a treatment. <laughs> there is a great physician that doesn't depend on technology or how far medicine has advanced. And my dad and my mom called upon the name of the Lord. And he heard their cry. And an evangelist prayed for me as they took me to church for prayer and laid hands on me. And my mother was trying to tell him about leukemia. She got the L of leukemia and, and he was already praying. And God gave him the word of knowledge and, and said, he just blurted out, heal this young man from cancer of the blood. Hallelujah. And the next day, the next day, I, 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 I who laid on the couch most of the time and was jaundiced, my liver was affected. The next day, my eyes were clear. My energy was back. I ran outside at noon to do something I couldn't do previously. They had given up. My parents had no insurance and were poor. And they were going to try to get me in. The plan was get me in to the county hospital. And it looked like back then, it's very nice now. Back then, it looked like something out of a Stephen King horror novel. It was a bad, run-down place. Oh, it was awful. Oh, friend of mine. And they were only going to take me there not for treatment but take me there to give me something for the pain until I passed away. Oh, but in the midst of that storm, God stepped in. Ah, there was a man walking on the water indeed. <laughs> and Peter says, if 
because it looked like Jesus. He couldn't believe his eyes. It's not a ghost. It's not an apparition. It's Jesus. And he's not sinking in the midst of this terrible storm. He's walking on the water. And he says, Jesus, Jesus, if that you bid me come to you. And Jesus stopped walking. (laughs) Amen. And turned to him. Friend of mine, it's time to offer thanksgiving and call upon the Lord. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. I believe that Jesus would have walked by. You have not because you asked not. It's not that he doesn't care. He wants us to use our faith. He knew Peter would call upon him, (laughs) and he waited for him to call upon him. God is just waiting for you to show him gratitude for all he is and what he has done. Amen. And call then upon him. (laughs) And he said, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you in the midst of the storm, and I'm going to deliver you. Dear friend of mine, today I'm thinking about a lady in our church. She used to sing a, a, a gospel song that you beat a tambourine and clap your hands to, stomp your feet to. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend. Nobody in this whole world can do what only Jesus can do. Uh, tonight, if, if, if I had a stroke tonight, I couldn't call 911. I'm a stroke survivor. Ten years past a stroke without any symptoms because he came to me in the midst of a storm. Oh, friend of mine, God can God will come to you in the midst of the storms of life, the storm you may now be in. But thank Him. Thank Him that He's made Himself accessible to us, that He's reconciled us to Himself by giving us His Son and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I challenge you this day, this evening, whenever you are hearing this message, that you, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, that you will come to Him, that you will run to Him and not run from Him. As I said before, if I had a stroke tonight, they called my wife and my son called 911. They put me in the back of the ambulance and rushed me to the emergency room. And I frankly didn't know whether it was my time to go home. But I want, I knew one thing. I knew. And I thanked the Lord. I thanked Him on the way to the hospital that I could know Him through Jesus Christ. And I was His child. And I could call upon Him in the day of trouble. And I knew He would come to me. <laughs> they won't come tonight. But if something like that happened to me tonight, Jesus could. And he would. He can and he will. There's no storm so strong that he can or will not come to you and help you. Today I pray, if you don't know him, that you will come to him. And if you're a Christian today in the midst of a storm, I pray you will call upon him the storms of life. But thank him. 
Thank Him for His Son. Thank Him for His love that gave His Son. And thank you because of His Son and our Savior Jesus Christ that you have the privilege and you have the opportunity of calling upon His name. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I'll deliver you and you will glorify me. In Jesus' name, amen.